Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Blonde. We have the one and only Ava Pearl. Ava Pearl Cowder. Cowder Our series says, uh, you know, like when in the car, when your text messages come up, it says Cowder. Yeah, it does. Ava Cowder. series says that. She doesn't know French. Anyway, we are going to be talking about some deep topics today. Transforming yourself, your life, your friends, your family, basically just flipping everything around. It's a self-help episode. Oh, yeah. And what should we talk about? Let's talk about what we're drinking right now. Okay, I mm. have um, a mixy, a little Diet Dr. Pepper drink. Jenna's got a... <laughs> I got my 99 proof coffee liqueur. And then I have this, Alyssa got me cold brew coffee and cream liqueur. It's kind of like a Bailey's thing. Disgusting. Super good. It's, stop hating on no, it. I'm a hater, Jenna. Where's your drink? It's all the way over there. Um, mine's a Dr. Pepper Zero. It's not a diet. There's a big difference, mind you. With Amsterdam? Rancid, yeah. Rancid yeah. Vodka. yeah. Okay. okay, this is a trigger warning for all the listeners. We will be discussing eating disorders, depression, anxiety, some other mental health topics in this episode, so just be warned that that will be discussed throughout the entirety of the episode. All right, so should we talk about how we met? Yeah. Oh, you should, you have to say hi. Oh, hi, I'm Ava Pearl. (laughs) (laughs) It's the infamous Ava Pearl. If you follow us on our social media, we always hang out with her, we just fucking dick around. I know, we do dick around, they call, oh, do you guys swear? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. okay. We're an explicit episode. <laughs> okay. We put the explicit on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> lovely. Um, so we're talking about how we met. So from my perspective, I never knew Jenna. No idea who she was. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> and was a nobody to you? I guess so, technically. And then in high school, I knew of Isabella um, only because of my best friend was friends with her as well. Didn't really have any like judgment of her because I had no idea who she was but I knew her and then outside of high school I think we got a little closer they both lived in the city and then I would come down and I guess we would just party go out yeah we would go out um because our best friends were we we were all friends but I didn't live in the city and he and them lived in the city so then we would just go out and do fun stuff, and then I would get up at the crack ass of dawn and go back to work. Wait, I forgot that we, yes, because there were yeah. other times when we would go out, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. That <laughs> she was... would get up at 7 a.m. after going to bed at 4 a.m. and, like, go to the horses. Okay, that's actually, like, wrong. I would, I remember we were out. I don't remember what night it was, but we were out, and... We went to bed at, like, 3.30. I slept on the couch in your old apartment Mm -hmm. with... Big comfy couch. Yeah, yeah. big comfy couch. And I think I got maybe about an hour of sleep. I had to wake up at, like, 5.30, leave by 6, be at the barn by 7, 7 7.15. I brushed my teeth in the car, spit the toothpaste out of the door. Are you serious? Yeah. I couldn't stop at home at any time. Well, for any of you guys who don't know, she works at a farm with horses. She works at a farm. I think there's yeah a barn. I think there's a difference between a farm and a barn, but that's just me. So I would call it a barn, a horse barn. Well, I don't work there anymore, but still love it. Um, and yeah, so then we were like close a little bit then, but I still didn't live in the city. And then now I do live in the city. So I think since then we have gotten closer. And now we're just we, know? Yes, we always go to yes, Monsinger yes, Murphy's. We talked about it in the, another episode when we were gonna do karaoke. That was our thing. Mm. Our karaoke bars, we go with Ava Pearl. Mm-hmm. And we just got very close. We go out to get food, the hummus platters, oh, the chili. Uh, Rocks, is that the place? Yeah. Yes, Rocks. it's called Rocks in Lakeview, and we just hang out a bunch. So, yeah, good cute. times. Okay. Do, 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 do. So this episode's a little bit deeper. It's about mental health and just how you can transform yourself into a better person. I feel like Ava has done a very good job at that. Mm, thank you. She's Zoe. done a 360 with her life. She look amazing. Thank she was you, a prime you. example. So yeah. we bring her on the show. Yeah. Are you gonna let us do like before and after pictures? Oh my god. <laughs> I think everybody who would listen to this podcast probably knows who I am. Yeah. Although I have talked to some people from the past who don't remember me. I think. But maybe it's because they don't remember my face of what I look like now. Because there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Huge. Do you want to just hop into it? Kind of your story and we can 
Yeah. I feel like I have to burp. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, sorry. I have, like, internal burps and then they come out. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we could just jump into it. So, I feel like everybody who listens to this is from high school, or most people, so you probably know what I used to look like. But I will say I did start in high school. Okay, no, actually, as a child, I have always been a chubby little girl, but (laughs) um, never have been skinny. And I think, like, growing up, it was, like, a huge issue of my... I mean, I don't... It's, like, way too long of a story to tell growing up with my family and, you know, like, whatever. But I was always, like, a mute mouse. Like, I was very quiet as a child. And I had a lot of family issues and blah, blah, blah. But um, I ate food in regards to, like, dealing with those issues. And my, my parents didn't really care, like, how we ate. And my mom's always been a little overweight and same with my dad. So we would eat out a lot. And obviously it affects everyone differently. But, you know, when I kind of turned into, like, a teenager, I think, like, the main focus was on my sisters, and I was kind of just, like, I wanted to just stay out of the way, so I really just kept to myself, and I obviously had, like, very strong emotions on what was happening, but I would just suppress those emotions and deal with it by closet eating, which sounds so pathetic when you say it out loud, but, like, (laughs) it's actually a really big issue with, like, closet eating and binge eating as well. Um, in regards to, like, eating disorders, but, um, so it was very confusing for, like, my parents because they were like, I don't understand how you got so big because we never saw you eat and blah, 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 and I was like, right, but, like, I didn't eat in front of anyone because I was embarrassed, so, um, it all just kind of piled on, and also, the emotional toll you had, you had to take care of your family at a young age, and, like, you had a lot of anxiety, and that's a way to cope with your... Struggles, right? And we all love food. Food, yeah. I know. Another point too, Jenna always brings up too, that's good is like everything kind of revolves around like in some aspects like food, food. In a way when you socialize, socializing, you know things like that. So yeah, food because food so like it's so hard to get over an eating disorder because what do you do three times a day? Almost five times you eat. Right. You go meet with someone. You eat food. Like it's just very hard. Right, and it's, like, I feel like in my mind, I don't want to say it's worse than being addicted to drugs, because drugs can, like, literally kill you. And yes, obesity can kill you as well, but it's not as serious, but... Eating disorders are the second deadliest disease to die from. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a true fact from Jenna Marie. Fact checks. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, um, but no, I think it's one of the hardest things to get through because it's something that you are forced to do every day. So it's like, yes, I could have chosen to eat, you know, egg whites for breakfast and a salad for lunch and, you know, turkey meatballs for dinner. But like, I didn't have that self-control being a child and like, it made me feel good. So like, every, obviously, like when you eat, you know, a freaking burger and fries, it just tastes so Satiating. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. So then it like, it makes you feel good. So like you get addicted to that feeling. And even now I still struggle with that. Um, Instant gratification. Right. Yes. Right. Also, so. so another question, how, how much did you weigh your biggest? Uh, so I think my biggest was probably sophomore year. I was 254 and I'm only 5'2". I mean, technically, I'm 5'1 and 3 fours, but let's yeah, just say... I'm 5'2". <laughs> Shut up! Okay, let's just say I'm 5'1, 5'2". So I was 254 pounds, which is ugh, so terrible. But um, yeah, that was my biggest. And back in high school, I was very, very insecure. Um, but I wasn't like open about it or anything. So I really dressed like not not you cute. You were in the basketball shorts, yeah. tie-dye t-shirts. And your braided hair. Yeah, <laughs> braided hair. I never wanted to cut my hair. I braided it every single day. I wore bandanas. I wore hats. I wore the tie-dye Osiris. shirts. Yeah, the Osiris's. <laughs> yeah. The picture of you leaving the school in your Osiris's and yeah. large teeth. Right. I had, I wore uh, tie-dye shirts and then I would wear sweatshirts. I got into this whole thing of wearing sweatshirts because it kind of covered my body. Even though you could still see it, I was fat as hell like it just <laughs> it was bad it was bad I was super insecure um didn't you even say that people thought you were a lesbian yeah yeah so I don't know if y'all remember uh ask fm but I remember it because I had it my username was tomatoes are gross hit me up um <laughs> but people would send me questions all the time like are you a lesbian you look like a lesbian 
and I just which is so fucked up. I know. I I mean, back then, I guess it was it was kind of like junior high, yeah, yeah, right. But I don't blame them for thinking I was a lesbian because I did look like a lesbian. Um, just because I was very insecure, I didn't want to change how I dressed or how I looked. And now I had that chance to do it. Not saying that lesbians look a certain way, but just that's no. how people perceive it, yeah. Right. Okay, also, like let's give us the deets on your surgery process, and mm-hmm. then, well, I guess I can ask this twice. Like, what made you want to go through all of that? You can talk about that, because that's a lot. But then, the after, and I feel like there was a different what made you want to change your life after, too. Because you did, like, had a change in school, what you want yes. to do for a career, all that. So you can kind of answer right. that. Yeah, like, was there a day you woke up and you're like, damn, like, I want to fucking change my life around? Right. So, God, my life is like a book. But, like, okay, so I think, like, honestly, my entire life I have been trying to lose weight. Like, there was never a moment in my life where I just was like, fuck it, I give up. I'm going to eat, like, shit every day, you know? But, like, I had always been trying to lose weight. I did Weight Watchers. I tried to be bulimic, I tried to starve myself, like, literally, I tried to do everything there was, and I couldn't control my food addiction, um, and so then, kind of near the end of high school, um, was, like, a turning point for me, because it was probably the worst I've ever been, and, I mean, like, it's super personal, but, like, I didn't really see that life was worth living, being that fat, um, and then I also rode horses, and you can't ride horses when you're obese. Like, you just can't. Um, which I actually did, and m- luckily my barn family made it work. Um, but it was very, very hard to not I be able totally to... I totally forgot that there's, like, a weight limit and stuff. Like, how did you... Right. What did you have to do? Like, how I mean, that? I... They never said anything. Like, they were never like, you're too fat, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. But, like, I rode one horse, which... I still have her. I love her. Um, I rode one horse and I fell off a lot because I was like too fat and we would jump the jumps and I would like slam on her back. Damn, and like, did it yeah. hurt? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Absolutely it hurts. I mean, fucking 250 pounds flying in the air. <laughs> Imagine. Um, but no, it was, it was very damaging. Granted that I wanted to do that for the rest of my life in the moment. I wanted to ride horses for the rest of my life, which I mean, obviously I still want to, but you can't do that when you're obese. So that was like my main thing. I was like, I want to be good at this because it's what makes me happiest. Um, but then there was also another part of me that was so, uh, miserable with waking up every day. I was late to high school every single day. I had so many detentions because I didn't want to be seen by anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just like didn't want to get out of bed. Um, and I was like fully committed to ending my life. So my mother actually suggested to me that, you know, weight loss surgery is a thing. And my grandmother had gotten something called lap band surgery, which is totally out of date now, by the way. Um, and I do not recommend that. But, what and I, lap band is that. like, they put like this weird rubber band around your stomach. So it shrinks it. So they don't have to like take anything out. They oh. just put this like weird plastic ring Seems around Seems like it. a sheen way to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's terrible. It, it doesn't have any success rate. Like it's horrible. Um, but she suggested the surgery to me and I was like, absolutely not. Like I will not get weight loss surgery. Like I'm not doing that. That's cheating, blah, blah, blah. And then I just kept waking up, like, the next couple days, and I was like, I can't control my food addiction. It's been, you know, at the moment, it was, like, 18, 19 years. I just was miserable. I've never been happy in my life. And, like, part of me wanted to live because I wanted to know what it was like to be skinny, to be happy. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Like, I guess I'll do it. And, um, and so then I planned to do it, like, I think a week after I graduated high school and actually my dad did it with me and he was not fat like he was not really obese and he didn't really need it but I think he just like low-key wanted to do it to be there for me like be that support so cute I know yeah we did do it together your sister do it too yeah she did it way later in life oh okay so you and your dad did it at the same time yeah we did the same time we were in the same little room together oh that's so cute yeah I know It it was hilarious actually but um Yeah, I was really scared. I had never gotten a surgery in my life, and uh, I knew from the get-go that I didn't want to tell a lot of people because 
I already knew that like I was immediately gonna get judged and even to this day like this is my first time actually talking about it to I guess the public because I already know like there's always backlash on it and always it's cheating you didn't work hard blah 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 which we will probably discuss later um but yeah not so the then, case. no absolutely not it's probably harder than doing it yeah, the right well, way when you told us the story the first time before we decided to do the episode you literally said it was probably easier if you just lost the weight than mm-hmm. got the surgery right also for people who might not know is you got liposuction and they, you maybe want to explain like what exactly that is yeah so they did like the so what they had okay so like it was a whole process um so before you get the surgery, you actually have to go on, like, a diet because something about, like, you have to lose weight before you actually get the surgery. I don't know. But either way, I went on a full liquid diet, and um, it was terrible. It was for, like, 10 days and before the surgery. And uh, I had ended up, like, texting my doctor, and I was like, I'm really struggling. Like, is there any way I can eat literally a piece of turkey? And he was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Just be careful. I was like, okay. So I ate that piece of turkey so slowly because it was so good. Because all I was eating was, like, I mean, literally just drinking protein shakes. Um, Which is honestly, like, I feel like that can lead to an eating disorder in itself. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of terrible. It was terrifying the whole thing I would was fail so hard I oh yeah it was bad but it, but the fear factor uh it I, i'll get into it so then um got the surgery and i'm pretty sure they do like the whole liposuction thing i think they they suck out some of the fat just to get it depends on how fat you are but that just to get like deep into your actual stomach so they don't just like cut you open they do it i forgot like the actual word for it but they only they made three small incisions in my stomach Um, and they do it like over a camera. And so then I got what's called a gastric sleeve. Um, and what they do is they take out 85% of your stomach. So they cut off basically like my entire stomach and slipped it out through one of the slits and threw it away. (laughs) I wanted to keep it, but (laughs) they didn't let me. Um, and then they sewed me up and I had a little drain in my side for a while, um, but yeah, so then they did that. I don't remember how long the procedure was and my dad did it at the same time. And then I woke up and I was actually super, super sick. My stomach was super swollen and I ended up dry heaving for like the entire day. And it was the worst thing like I've ever experienced. It was so painful to like on my abdomen like it was just so painful Mm -hmm. I was nauseous 24 7 I was begging the nurses for nausea meds I had to wake up every single hour I didn't get any sleep I had to wake up and go walk around the hospital because they want you to walk and stuff I was like naked in the hospital (laughs) yeah Yeah, I was naked in the gown and I'm like getting up and bitch like a titty's popping out and like I'm just like god damn it you know these nurses I just I'm fat I'm sick and I just I was like I need to have no shame like I just need to have no shame because I know this is gonna change my life so I just did what I could and I had they served me like little bits of jello and little like spoonfuls of broth and water they tried to get me to drink water couldn't do it could not drink water i would take the tiniest sips and then immediately dry heave um that's so terrible it was disgusting were you hungry though like you were hungry i wasn't even hungry like at least you weren't weren't starving then you couldn't eat right so like when they took out my stomach it also takes out the hunger hormones so like (laughs) <laughs> they literally delete. I mean, they obviously grow back, but um, <laughs> they deleted them along with 85% of my stomach. They control so. alt deleted it. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Um, so yeah, we were in the hospital for a couple days. My dad was good, except he couldn't pee, so we needed to get a catheter. <laughs> and luckily, I could pee. Um, so all was well, and then they sent me home, and my best friend picked both of us up. And that was hilarious. That was Maybe people don't know, too, that there's a rod in your stomach. Oh, you have to yeah. Empty. Yeah, so oh I had gosh. a drain. I still have the scar from that, which nobody asked me about, luckily. 
just a little that. But uh, yeah, so I had a drain, which I actually have a funny story about too, um, that went into my side and goes into my stomach because it's obviously healing. So blood and like grossness drains into this little pouch that was like hooked onto my pants. So I would have to drain it when it was full into the toilet. And my mother like could not even look at me. Mm -hmm. Like it was so gross. Really quickly though, I worked with the girl at Dunkin' Donuts who she's from Guatemala and she flew to Guatemala to get liposuction and I worked at Dunkin' with her and she had the rods in her stomach while we were working and she had to drain them in the bathroom. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> I could not even imagine. It was so gross to me. I didn't want to go in public. Mm-mm. Which I didn't. I totally didn't. She I was, was bedridden. Serving coffee. <laughs> <laughs> imagine I remember that. that. Yeah, she was weird. That's disgusting. Hope she's doing well. Probably. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Um... Yeah, so I had that drain, and it was, like, a big old long tube, like, sticking out from my side, and uh, my dad was going through the exact same thing, and I remember he was walking out the door one day, and our door handles were, like, long sticks, like, they weren't knobs. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) The long stick knobs. (laughs) The long stick knobs. Um... And he got his drain caught on the thing oh as he God. was walking. Oh, my God. That hurt so bad. And I remember he screamed and, like, fell to the ground. And I was... I made fun of him. And then the next day, it happened to me. And I just remember standing there being like, is this worth it? Like, So did it, like, like, a couple inches, like, come out of you? Luckily, no. I wasn't, like, running. If I was running to the bathroom, then okay. But I could only, like, waddle at the time. So... But it just felt like... <laughs> you waddled them. Yeah. I was a fucking fat bitch. Like, yeah, it was fine. Oh but it was disgusting. But, uh, yeah, that was the drain. And then I was just in bed for a million years, like, trying to eat popsicles, trying to drink water. Couldn't do it. And it just hurt. It was very... It hurt a lot. Yeah, that's the worst. Right. right. I mean, I don't know how it feels, but that seems like it's the worst. No. It was bad. It was bad. But, I mean, I had, like, a specific diet for a long time, you know. I was on a liquid diet, and then I went to, you know, like, soft food diet, and either way, like, I did not get enough protein as I was supposed to because I couldn't handle, like, eating or drinking because it was just nauseating to me and at the time I had a fear of throwing up and um so then I lost the weight a lot quicker than I should have I think I lost like 100 pounds in a year um but yeah it was kind of crazy but I shouldn't thank you you for the little claps but the snaps snaps not the little snaps the three oak snaps oh my gosh but uh yeah it was just it was very keeping the story short it was very difficult and even now you know I can't eat like I used to like yes I can eat normally I can have like three tacos when I'm really hungry and whatever but like it's you know like people are eating for forever yeah yeah forever and people will question like oh you only took like three bites of your burger is that okay and blah 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 and I'm like yeah it's fine but yeah okay that's the worst people talk and you're like you don't know shit right like like, stop talking about like myself like obviously know what I'm doing I know right it's just stupid but uh no I mean I don't think I regret getting the surgery because if I didn't get the surgery I would be dead right now like there's no way that I would survive that um but No, I mean, I I don't regret it. It's just I wish that people would understand that it's really not cheating Uh, because I've gotten shit on like multiple, multiple times by a lot of people, which is why I really didn't tell anybody because they just hear surgery and then they're like, that's cheating. Like, that's just ridiculous. You're lazy. You can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And I just like don't have the energy to explain to them that it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. than probably losing weight like the natural way. Um, And I was tired of fighting it. So I just went through a lot. I don't want to say bullying, but you know, like, for example, for some reason, it got out like at my barn and one of these girls, you know, like, told all the other girls that I don't deserve the recognition because I got the surgery. And then, like, all the girls came up to me and they were like, oh, this girl said this. And I was like, no, it's not true. It's not true. Whatever. And I'm just like, God, that's just so, it's so shitty. Like, why do you care? Right. She doesn't even know me. And yeah, it's just, it was my biggest fear. And then even one of my, my old um, best friends, her, Her boyfriend had once said, you know, like, oh, 
Ava got the surgery, so I don't even I don't even see her as being skinny. She'll always be fat in my eyes. Wow. And I'm like, God, oh like my God, that's so. Oh, I know. And I'm like, you know what? This is why I just don't. I keep a lot of things to myself because I don't have the energy to like tell off stupid people mm-hmm. because they don't they don't know how it feels. Like, have you gotten the surgery? No. And I'm not going to lie about it. It's not fucking easy. You know what I mean? So it's just... Yeah, no, that's... It's very exhausting, which is why I'm not open about it. But obviously, I'm telling the public now. So, I don't know. Bring Ava Pearl on the podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's maybe a good story. And then your change in mindset of, like... Well, I guess you can talk about how you went to community college and how you knew you wanted to... You needed to go to school, get your bachelor's. Mm Mm-hmm. With everything you wanted to do with your future, things like that, how that also transformed. I wouldn't say the surgery was the only pivotal transformation. Right, right. So, like, before the surgery and being, like, fat, I was, like, I have, like, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life because I just saw no, I didn't see any future because I had no hope whatsoever. Um, So then I was, like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, like, try to do something with my life. So then, you know, I originally wanted to pursue doing something in the horse industry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you really shouldn't go to school for that because it's a waste of time and a waste of money. Um, But my dad is very, very adamant on all of his daughters, including me, going to school. So I, and even though I hate school with a burning passion, um, I did go to community college for a couple of years because I had planned to, like, ride in college like for a four-year university and like I wanted to ride and blah blah blah. Oh my god, there's horse college. Yeah, oh my god, of course. What four-year university were you gonna ride for? Well, okay, so like like, out of high school, I wanted to, I applied to like Finley University (laughs) in Ohio. Um, There was one in like New Jersey that I really wanted to go Horse to. Girl schools. Yes, it's I don't know, I think it's cute. And uh, Texas. Yeah, there's actually there's a bunch of horse schools. Um and there's something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was not worth like how expensive the schools were and honestly, like if you want to learn horses, you should just be a working student. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I just did school for the sake of my father being happy, and honestly, I think that's what I'm still doing now, but um, as of now, like, my path is just is just trying to get a degree so I could be successful in doing some sort of office job so I can make enough money to pursue the horses because you just mm-hmm. cannot. And you said you want to be a sugar mama to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm very like, excited to be spoiled right. by on my future. Right. I want to ride the me- all the medium beige horses. <laughs> yeah. Isabella always sees the medium beige horses that I ride, and she just she just wants to be The there, point so. of the pictures you take of the horses. I know, because I'm on the horse, and I just <laughs> like send it to the time. sweet it's, escape. It's so cute. No, but yeah, it's low-key a dream of mine to be a sugar mama. So, uh, and to ride horses. Yes, That's and so to ride cute. horses. And you guys were horse girls. Horse boys. Uh, Horse boys are usually gay, but yes. (laughs) Dead. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about myself now. Yeah. And my so hope any of you guys could um, get help. Maybe you guys can relate to Ava's story in Mm -hmm. any way. Um, I can talk about my eating disorder because you would say like you had a binge eating disorder. Yes, and it, it sounds pathetic when you say it, but like it. And I still, to this day, struggle with it. Like, it really doesn't go away mm-hmm. unless you Yeah, no, it's, it. and it's, the relapse on, like, eating yeah. are insane. But for right. me, I had, like, the complete opposite. I was anorexic. And so it kind of developed when I was 11 years old. And I feel like a lot of the times, I don't really know, because I was so young, and I feel like I honestly blocked out that time. And I, but I feel like social media contributed to it. Maybe I just wasn't happy with myself. Like, I don't really know what was the trigger, the triggering factor but I just, like, started eating less. I was an athlete at the time. I just completely restricted myself when I overexercised. So it was probably around four months of me eating negative calories, and it was to the point where I lost, like, half of my body weight. And, like, my parents noticed it. You know, like, when your parents tell you to eat, like, you know when your parents tell you to do something, and you're like, you don't want to yeah, do it. You don't listen to them. Now, and when you're with someone every day, you don't see the, like, you don't see the progression. So actually, at the time, I was at a private middle school, and my school nurse contacted my parents, and she, they were like, you're daughter looks sickly like she needs to go to the doctor yeah no seriously she contacted my parents and was like she needs to go to the doctor so a few days later I went to the doctor and they weighed me and they said if you don't gain any weight you're or like let's track your weight progress and I lost more weight and then they 
monitored me and they were like, you are about to die. Like, they're like, you can go into cardiac arrest any second. So I had to be immediately um, admitted to an inpatient program. How old were you? I was 11. Oh my God, you were a baby. I was a baby, which, which is honestly because... When I, even growing up, I have met so many people who have eating disorders right now, like anorexia, because I feel like that's one that's very, like, popular, and I feel like every girl (laughs) in some way has, like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh my god, I want to look, like, a certain way, so I'm going to eat a little bit less. Like, you know what I mean? There's just, every girl has, like, gone through something like that, whatever. Mine was just a very extreme case. Or at least everyone is thinking about it in some capacity. Exactly. So, shout out to Luxine Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) No, Luxine Brothers. So, I had to go... Like, it was honestly kind of scary. I was super young, and everyone there was very old. Like, there were, like, 40-year-olds. There were some, like, 16-year-olds, you know, like, 18-year-olds, whatever. There, everyone was just older than me. Like, I, I remember everyone looked at me, and they were like, oh, my God, like, we feel so bad for you. Like, you're so young. And I had to... We were mixed with people who, like, self-harm, because, like, self-harming mm-hmm. and eating disorders, like, go in, like, the same boat. So I had to, you know, strip down. They had to take everything from me. I couldn't have, like, belts. I couldn't have anything, like, sharp on me, you know? You remember the yoga pants that flip over? They had beads on it, and I couldn't take them. Because, like, oh, it was just, like, I yeah. don't know. Like, they literally are so strict at the hospitals. They, like, do not let you do anything. They had to give me their own toothbrush, their own toothpaste. Like, I could only use Baby Johnson shampoo. Like, oh. and, like, the mirrors are distorted and, like, everything. It's just, it was, like, insane. And, like, every morning I would wake up to, like, an IV in my arm. And, like, because because they had to monitor me because I was so young and I had an eating disorder and I was literally about to go into cardiac arrest. Oh because I have a functioning heart murmur and I, maybe that contributes to it, whatever. But I was also just very young and, like, very malnourished. And... That was, like, very hard to go through, too, because I was in sixth grade, and I didn't even, I think my teachers didn't even uh, care, because they felt so bad, so I didn't even do the last half of sixth grade, and they passed me, because they felt so bad for me. I tried to do my homework, and I was just, like, depressed as fuck. Like, they put, like, I remember the hospital put me on anxiety and depression medications, which I personally don't agree with, because I'm a young girl, like, why would you just put me on, like, depression medications? Like, clearly I have something wrong with whatever. And so, like, they even had to watch me, like, go to the bathroom because oh, they had to make sure no. you didn't purge. Because well, I, right. I didn't have an issue with purging, but obviously they don't know. Yeah. yeah they have to, literally, like, there's people that, I mean, their jobs are just to, like, watch people no, for, No, like, seriously. And they want, and if you didn't finish your food, like, you would get in trouble and they would, they would like, check you to make sure you didn't hide food in your, like, it was, like, mm-hmm. so intensely strict. And, like, I actually made a few really good friends in uh, my program there's a, one of the girls, she's a model right now. She's so sweet. And mm. I still, like, uh, talk to her from time to time. She's so cute. But it was it was really hard to go through, especially because a lot of people made fun of me at school. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, especially before I, like, was admitted, everyone would just make fun of, like, how skinny I was. Like, I, I looked like a skeleton. It was, it was kind of bad. Oh, my God. But everyone, like, all the guys would make fun of me. And it just made me, like, super insecure. And I, like, lost all my friends except for one of my friends who was like my hometown friend but I also didn't have a phone at the time because I was very young so it was just Mm -hmm. a very different time period because as I was saying before I've met people now who have like eating disorders at this age which I can't relate to because I don't know how it feels like to have an eating disorder like while like you're in college or like while you have like a social life like I was really young girl I was in I was in middle school like that's it's so different Mm -hmm. but I and it's and also the thing too about having like being anorexic is the only way to get better is to gain weight and that's your biggest fear so like yeah. i used to have to go to the doctor and i couldn't i was not able to look at my weight on the thing like they and i they told my parents that they should like scrub out all like the calories on the side of the box and everything and it was just really hard because every day i would wake up with like an IV in my arm and then they'd have to like weigh me and it's just like sad because you know like when you're about to get unadmitted like that means you like gain weight yeah and so that was pretty hard but I honestly, though, I started to like a lot of people in my program. Like, I, I enjoyed, I started to enjoy it, and I got, like, one phone call a night, so it felt oh. like a prison. I it was, I remember you got one hour of phone time to, like, call phone someone. Time. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It was, like, crazy, but I remember so vividly something that, like, really helped me and, like, made me, like, want to cry is I called my sister, and she couldn't talk to me because she was, like, crying, but then her really good friend went on the phone, and she was, like... God would never put you in a position to uh, that you couldn't handle, mm. which I take that because I feel like I'm not very religious now. But you just take in a position where you're you would never be put in a position you can't handle. You would never be overweight, uh, like you were overweight because you were the only person who could handle losing the weight. Yeah, type of type of deal. Yeah, I understand that. So yeah, I went through that, and I remember I went back to school. So I was in seventh grade at the time, and like everyone was just still mean to me. They're like, "Oh, I heard you. You were like in a." mental hospital, blah, blah, blah. It was very hard. Also, I was so I was in an inpatient program for two weeks, and then I was in an outpatient program for a month. 
and then I had to go to like a uh, dietitian and a therapist, whatever, like the whole shebang. And I feel I feel like I recovered pretty fast though because I was kind of scared. I was very young, so I kind of got like scared shitless because people mm-hmm. there were kind of were kind of mean. Yeah. But and I remember too. I I hated my medication I was on, so I got off my depression anxiety medications because I hated the way it made me feel. Which also is why I said I don't think I agree with them putting me on that so young because I'm like clearly I needed like help yeah not you're like a child yeah I'm a child I don't need anything like blocking my brain chemicals like I needed yeah. like actual human help but yeah so I would go to school and people would still make fun of me and it was just really hard so honestly that's when I came to the realization where I made an entire different group of friends at the public junior high and I switched schools and I begged my parents my dad was so adamant about me going to a private middle school, and I remember I had to beg every day to switch schools, and he finally let me transfer. So my eighth grade year, I transferred to the public uh, junior high, and I honestly just made a whole new group of friends, and I just like was like, you know what? I can't play the victim in every situation because I'm the only person who knows what I'm going through, and I'm the only person who knows how to get out of it. And I feel like that's the same way for you. Is like you you can have all these people making fun of you for getting the surgery, for even like gaining weight. You know what I mean? Like people are right. just like, how do you even get to that point? Like, oh my god, like just eat, like just stop eating. Like right. it's, it's not like that simple. And so you're just like, you know what? Like you realize that you are the only person who can do that for yourself. And yeah, honestly, like yes. And as you said, it's so easy to relapse in it and obviously an eating disorder like never goes away there are some days where i'm just like you know it's always in the back of your head you're like right oh my god like you can like count your calories but for me i feel like the biggest waste of my fucking life was like worrying about what i was eating yeah like you should just you should you need to learn how to intuitively eat and like that's how that's how that's just my personal opinion like i have just like spent so much time because we've talked about this before like when i was in the thick of it all you think about when you wake up is what am i gonna eat what am I eat for breakfast? What am I right. going to eat for a snack, lunch, dinner, whatever? It's like, it's always in your mind because as it's both said before, social, like socially, food is everything. And like yeah. you eat all the day and you have to eat to live. Literally. And it's very hard. I think people, it just, it's so important to just learn to balance your diet. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of goes into the whole thing with like everyone like has something that they deal with, you know, mm-hmm. like... I don't know. It was good for you guys to share. Yeah. You guys are opening up here. I'm being the big listener. <laughs> a lot of people might. Some people in my life know about that story, but sometimes it's like, how do you bring up? Right. <laughs> that so you have like an eating disorder. Pop yeah. out with. No, exactly. And well, I, that I, goes into the victimization too, because we all are the same way. Like us three, where we mm-hmm. kind of hate people that are like, oh, look at what I'm going through. Oh like, my look God. at me. Like, there's a yeah. tasteful yeah. way to talk about things, but then also there's like things that just are too much Mm -hmm. and people being the victim and it's like okay yes everybody goes through stuff if you want to sit and complain and cry about it like there's better things to do exactly like people go through family stuff personal stuff like there there is a spectrum of things that people go through that they do not need to talk about to realize that they're actually going through something right I guess should we just like move on into kind of more dating relationships friendships that area yeah just yeah transforming so because we want to turn this into a way of maybe letting go of like the toxic ways of friendships relationships yeah Yeah. we have a question for you though how like because dating for you when you were fat i hate saying that word because it's so mean but it was like non-existent right until you like lost the weight and you started dating and some of your friends might have ghosted you for a little bit because (laughs) yeah um yeah so obviously like i mean i had like a seventh grade boyfriend you know like all that bullshit whatever (laughs) but uh, but honest to god i did not start dating um slash seeing people until i was probably 20 i think um, <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I dropped my earring and I'm looking for it, and I just hit my head on Jenna's TV. Oh my god, her head literally just like moved my TV because I hit it so it's a hard. It's a concussion. Oh my god! Did you yeah. find it? No, it's okay. Okay, okay. keep talking. I'm listening. Oh god, fuck! What was I saying? <laughs> twenty years old. I was twenty, and that's when I started dating slash seeing people slash. You know, I was actually confident enough to actually, like, be with boys, I guess. Because back then, I was not 
I mean, I saw no value in myself and I was like, no one's ever going to love me and whatever. Um, but yeah, so then I, I never, I mean, even like when I was fat, I still like have had the same mindset as I never just wanted to date people like right off the bat. And I still, th I still value actually dating someone, um, to be like a really big thing. Like, I don't just like like someone and then get a boyfriend, you know, like I would like to date to marry as cliche as that sounds, mm -hmm. you know, um, right. Cause I mean, if you're dating to break, like you either date to break up or date to marry, right. which is really So it's like, I don't just want to find a guy that I think is attractive and be like, oh yeah, let's get together, whatever. But, um, no. So I guess I had my first boyfriend um and actually my only I've only been in one relationship when I was 21 um we started dating in September I believe of 20 2020 2020 September 2020 um I think god I'm so bad with years but so we dated for seven months and I think I went into that relationship um a bit too quickly, but I don't know. People will argue that. I, we started dating after two weeks. But um, as much as I want to say, like, you know, it was good and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, it really wasn't good because I think I just, and I learned my lesson. I went into the relationship trying to fix him. And Boy, I. never someone's mother. No. <laughs> no. only slash, you know, girlfriend, whatever. But right. And I, I will preach this till the day I die. You cannot fix someone else and they can only fix themselves. Yeah, that's what my like, mom always says to me. Right. Yes. And, sorry. And I, <laughs> and I was like, no, I am such a great person and I'm on this amazing path to being so happy. And there's this boy that I love so much. Like, let me help him. And I can lead the way and we could be so happy and in love and get married. And it just fought against me every single day. And like, we had like had a conversation about it. And, you know, I was like, listen, I'm not one to coddle so someone and be like, coddle. oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, I feel so bad for you. And I knew let's... she was laugh at that too. I know. Me too. Um... Oh, I feel so bad for you and you know let me let me just hug you and you can cry and blah 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 like I'm all about tough love because that's like what yes, right we tough yes. Love, tough love. that's like like I say straight to the point stop being a bitch like this is what you do to make your yes. life better and mm -hmm. my he, favorite thing too is sometimes yeah. the truth hurts and you suck it up yeah that's it like suck it up buttercup it, it's true the truth hurts and you know a lot of people our age can't handle it and i have realized that growing up and i and i told him i was like you know what you know i'm sorry but i'm not sorry like i'm gonna say it how it is i'm gonna tell you what you need to do and you know, I told him, I was like, do you want to do this? Like, do you want the tough love or do you not want the help? And, you know, it took him however long to think about it. And he was like, yeah, I do want the tough love. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And the relationship itself just, you know, yes, we had good times and I still value those. And even at the end of it, I don't have any hard feelings because I don't want to be on bad terms with anyone, you know. Um, but it just... I offered my help and I think he just had deep down just had this ego of not wanting help from anybody wanted to do things himself and it again just fought against me every single day and it drove me to insanity and I think I should have ended the relationship a lot sooner than when it was ended um, but you know I did I learned that the hard way obviously but uh, it it really, like, as happy as I was in the beginning of it, it really made me insane at the end of it. Um, and it was hard. It was a hard breakup for sure. Um, but, you know, like, I will never, I don't think I'll, unless, unless they, like, cheat on me or whatever. But, like, I'll never shit on anybody for needing to end things because they just can't, you know, like, because of mental health or whatever. Like, I think that was his reason. I don't know. I really didn't get that much closure from it. So it's still... 
it just, it confuses me. Yeah. I don't really know. But, um, but he mentally just was not there. It was, he was not in the right mindset for having a girlfriend for... Well, yeah, he needed to work on himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that was, that was his reason, I guess. And you want um, to resent them so hard sometimes, but you're like, you know what, you're... Because something that I read the other day, it's, like, people live their life for themselves only. Yes. And you have to realize that. Yeah. It's, like, people, like, aren't living their lives for other people. Right. And I feel like that's that's something that, I don't want to say an unstable person does, but, like, when you're stable in your future, or even when you're young, doesn't matter, um, that's when you can kind of, like, when you're stable about, like, loving yourself and what you're doing for your career and stuff, then that's when you really can put yourself in somebody else's life and, and love them and yeah. become, you know, like a really in a good relationship. Right. Right. But if you're very, uh, what do you say? Wishy-washy? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Wishy-washy? Or like just unstable. Yeah. When you're like not stable with where your life wants to go, then it's super, super hard to have a successful relationship. So I, you know, I will take the blame for some of the things. I think my life was in shambles in some aspects and it caused him a, a lot of anxiety, which I totally understand. First relationship? Yeah, yeah, it was my first relationship. So I was like putting in like how I felt about things and whatever. But at the end of it, it just was not, it was not good. So that came to an end. You know, I don't have any hard feelings. I would never say I hate him. Um, you know, I hope to this day, like he's still okay. He's getting better, whatever, whatever you want to say. But. Yeah, just, it was not the best experience, but you learn. I think, like, everything, no matter what, I'll always preach, everything happens for a reason. So it's, like, I've definitely learned that I need to stop trying to fix people. Yeah. Um, and if you can good. say, like, oh, that was at least a good, like, first relationship and yeah. experience, then that's that. Yeah. Right. Like, in the moment, you know, there were definitely times that I had so much fun. I was so happy, and love is so amazing, and whatever. But, you know, by the end of it, I'm just, like, there's so many things I needed to change, mm-hmm. like, about myself, how I reacted, things I did, and how, you know, and then same with him. He needed to change these things. It's so and, complex, honestly. Yeah, it's just, there's so much thought into it, and communication, and, like, there's just way too much. I think neither of us were, were ready to do that. Yeah. So, I think it just, it came to an end, no hard feelings, and... It, it hurt, but you move on. Oh, like, yeah. It, it hurts so bad. And, like, that breakup first hurt. breakup, I was like, I ain't surviving this one. And <laughs> Your first love breakup is always yeah. the hardest. It's right. so hard. And then you look back and you're like, what? You laugh on it because yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Like, you thought that that was, like, the person you're going to marry. Right. Right. It, like, it's it's honestly embarrassing. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. My mom always says, though, that you can't change a person. You can only change your actions towards the person. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't change anyone. So, please, everyone, stop trying to change people. Don't it change won't people. happen. It won't happen. Mm-hmm. Either it's be... friendship relationships like intimate relationships whatever yeah. yes any way it goes just ain't gonna happen <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> happen. telling you right here right now you're not gonna change a person <laughs> there are those outliers of the do but like you're not that special person no. you can't think that way because right. everyone thinks they're that exception to the rule yes. and then you end up getting your heart broken because you're not Right. And you're like, I'm literally not it. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't shit. But it kind of all ties back to for each, like, for every person individually, like, having your own good habits and balance, like, in these relationships, working on yourself, things that people want to do for themselves, our futures, etc. Yeah. Eva Pearl covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> he really did. Yeah. He dove deep into it. I remember the yeah. first night you told us your story, we were like, not even just say like, let's put on the podcast, but I'm like, you're, you are inspirational though. Like very inspirational and it's fun listening to you. I feel like I didn't mm-hmm. talk that much, but I liked listening to you and I, mm-hmm. I think everyone will really enjoy this episode. We got, yeah. we got really deep. Like yeah. in either way, I feel like relationships, the way you look at yourself, like body dysmorphia, eating right. disorders, like people can like totally relate to it in some way. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's just so important. Like it, I don't want to say it never ends when it comes to like eating disorders and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't want everyone to think like, oh my God, I'm so dandy and amazing now because there's like moments, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's okay to go through like high High moments of being so happy and loving yourself and then going through low moments and like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you gained some weight and like just hating yourself. But like, it's all about just like getting back to, to your midpoint of being good again. Mm -hmm. So like still to this day, I struggle, you know, like gaining weight, losing weight. Like it's, 
it's terrible, but I that's also, life. I uh, learned in my bio class, another thing I learned, lol, mm-hmm. uh, is that your body has a set point, and no matter how much, like, you kind of deprive or, like, eat, like, your body always wants to stay at this, like, optimal level right. where it's, like, comfortable at, and, like, that will, like, never change. Like, it's yeah. just in your genes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also, I also want to say that even though it's, in, like, people like, feel bad about people with eating disorders, it's still a disorder, and it's not a good thing. Like, that's another thing. It's, like, it just, it, eating disorders are not a good thing. Yeah. And sometimes people, like, romanticize it or glorify it, but in the end, they're not a good thing. No. And you need to get you need to get help, and you need to fix it, and the only person who can do that is yourself. Right. Yeah. You can't ask other Capiche. people. Capiche. 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 I haven't said or heard that word in so long. I Capiche. Capiche. <laughs> We do not like tomatoes. No, I hate tomatoes. <laughs> Can I feed you a tomato? Although I've learned to like tomatoes. Like I like um, Giorgio's bruschetta. Like the tomatoes in there. Oh, that's tomatoes. that's cheating. <laughs> no, it's not. And tomatoes with like the mozzarella and yeah, the balsamic. But oh. like, all right, guys. We hope you enjoy. Your squeaker. Your squeaker in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ava Perel, for sharing yeah. your heartfelt story. No problem. I just enjoyed listening. I think yeah. this episode is one of my for sure favorites. Well, we only mm-hmm. have a few, but like, this <laughs> right. like a really good it's like one. the fifth one. Yeah, no, this yeah, one. It was good to listen to. I hope you guys all enjoyed. A lot of people can learn a lot from it. Yeah, yeah. I hope you learned something you you think through yourself. Um, some of the things we talked about. I feel like it's very applicable. You said right to anybody because you can think through your own life and habits and yourself and kind of. Take what you will. It's not embarrassing to get help. It's actually mm-hmm. very good for yourself to get help. It shows yeah. that Keeps you're a you strong person. Keeps you alive. <laughs> well, we hope to see you next episode. We have a really funny episode that's going to come out next week about the rancid CTA. Yes, our next Ew. one, we will be spilling <laughs> the most disgusting things we've witnessed on the CTA. So we're looking forward to that. And then we'll go from there. But... Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy your Friday afternoon, evening, whatever day it is. But this is coming out at Friday at 1 p.m., so that's that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>